Welcome back, everybody. We are having our encounter with God, and as we begin our encounter with God, I want to have another clue. Yes, indeed. Clue to the quiz that you are getting right. This is the, this is the first time I've ever gone to clue three. This is a what book am I from the Bible? And the third clue is another quote. How can a young man keep his way pure by living according to your word? Okay, I'm getting closer now. How can a young man keep his way pure by living according to your word? Yeah, I think it's I've actually got this. quite quite on topic today. Singer's been talking about purity and pornography, and yeah, you know, this is an interesting one because um, I'm on the third clue. I think I'm on top of it, but I'm not 100. percent If you think you know the answer, you can give us a call one hundred Faith FM. That's one hundred three two four eight four three. You can text me zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You can even message me on Facebook, Faith FM Australia. And if you get the answer right before Lyle is one hundred percent sure that he knows what the answer is, <laughs> I will send you not one but two CDs. I will send you a Soya Meesum CD and a Melissa Otto album. There you go. Well, she's been super generous this morning. Mon, you just like giving stuff away. Oh, I love giving stuff away. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a passage that we're going to be looking at in our encounter with God this morning, and we are looking at the subject of assurance. Mm. Let me ask you this question, Mon. Do you have assurance of salvation this morning? I do, yes. Do you? A- absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what is that assurance based on? Not me, that's for sure. <laughs> it's based on Jesus and what he did. Absolutely. Do you have assurance of salvation for a year from now? Yes. Okay. I have assurance. guarantee? I have assurance for the rest of my life. You have assurance for the rest of your life. I well, mean, provided that like yeah. I keep choosing Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And he, I think that's he, an important point because, you know, um, if God was to remove our power of choice, then love would not exist. The only and so the important thing is to have assurance of salvation today. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow the important thing is to have assurance of salvation that day. And to know that we can have that assurance for the rest of our life while ever we stay with Jesus. Look, the only thing I can stuff up my salvation is me. <laughs> Jesus. Yes, this is true. This is true. Jesus is doing everything that he can, as is the Father and is the, and is the Holy Spirit, as we learned yesterday. All three members of the Godhead are doing as much as they can uh, to assure you of your salvation. And if you'd like to talk about assurance, give us a call, 1-800-324-843, or send us a text message, 0491-064-669. We would love to hear from you. Send in a question of the day. Mm. I have a scary verse for you. Ooh, okay. Joel. Joel. Chapter 2, verse 30 and 31. Joel's not a book we often go to, is it? Ah, it's a cool book, though. Some scary verses. I like it. Joel chapter 2 and verse 31 and 32. No, 30 and 31. 30 and 31. Mm-hmm. And I will cause wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and terrible day of the Lord arrives. Okay, this is a scary verse, right? That's pretty uh, dramatic, yeah. Okay, so this is a description of events, you know, just, just a, a small description of some of the events that take place at the very end of time just before Jesus comes back, right? Mm-hmm. And when you read elsewhere in the Bible, you're going to read about lots of other things. You've got Revelation 16, you've got seven last plagues, and you know, so, so many things that are going to be happening just before Jesus comes back. Does that make you scared? You know what? Sometimes it does a little. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, does, it, does it make you worried about, you know, how am I going to survive that? I think a lot of people are scared about that. 
Okay, so should we be scared? We've been talking about assurance of salvation, mm-hmm. but should we be scared for our lives and for our well-being when we look to the future? Should it be something that terrifies us? I, I, I met somebody one time and I was like, yep, nope. Don't want to go through it. Happy to die before Jesus comes back. And I'm like, yeah, but I really want to see Jesus come back. Uh-huh. Uh, and I kind of I kind of get where they're coming from. Do you, ever, do you ever have that thought go through, you know, I, I would just rather die? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, you know, you sit there and you're thinking about it and you're divvying it up. What would you rather to have? I remember a pastor once told me that he, he would have no no stronghold against pain. He said like, one turn of the thumb screws and he would tell them everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, um, unfortunately, I think I'm with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then it's like, well, you know, it's the end of time. Is there really a whole lot of point in suffering extra pain just to, you know, when Jesus is coming just right around, around the, corner? the corner? Yeah. I, I, to be honest, one of the things that, um, <clears throat> that really calms my fear is actually reading the Bible and, uh, and the promises that Jesus makes, um, to us. And, uh, I remember one time I, I was um, I, I attended a worship service and the guy that led out his name was Shane Winfield, and he did an entire worship service just pointing out promises in the Bible and in spirit of prophecy about how God says that He'll look after us in that last tumultuous mm. time. Um, you know, not just you know Bible promises that we read, but Bible promises that were specific to that time, and it it really encouraged me. And I often think back to that worship service whenever I get a little bit worried. So, so if you're listening in, Shane, there's uh, thank you for sharing. Mm, very much. All right, so um, we actually haven't finished reading this particular passage. Okay, and that it might be why you're scared. Mm-hmm. So let's finish the verses. It's always good to finish the passage and read the context. Verse 32 says... Okay, listen to, listen to this one for contrast. So the verse, the verse before, verse 31, was kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's have verse 32. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For some on Mount Zion in Jerusalem will escape, just as the Lord has said. These will be among the survivors whom the Lord has called. Does that give you confidence? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when you read that, it, it, it really puts it into a context. And I love the way that God has uh, given it to Joel here where he's like, yeah, there's some scary stuff that's going to happen. But everybody who calls on my name, I'm going to save them. Mm-hmm. There's going to be salvation. Don't worry about it. Don't fear. Don't stress out uh, because I will never leave you nor forsake you. And, of course, there in Psalms 91 that we were reading yesterday, you know, it says, uh, a thousand shall fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but no plague is coming near you where you live. It's an incredible thought. Yeah. Only with your eyes, the Bible says, will you see the destruction of the wicked. And so when we look to you know, the seven last plagues and some of those really scary things the Bible talks about at the end of time, yes, we will see it. Yes, it will be traumatic. And no, we will not be touched by it. Mm. Yes, we will not be touched by it. You know, it's 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 not something that is going to affect us. God is going to be there for us. He is going to protect us through that time period. Some people come to me with this concept that oh, Jesus would never allow us to go through that. Um, you know, he he will take us away. Well, there's no verse in the Bible that says that. Mm. Uh, and the Bible says it will be like the days of Noah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was Noah taken away in an ark? Was he taken to heaven? No. No. He was right here. He was in the ark. Did he see it? Absolutely. Did he feel it? Yep. And did God protect him? Absolutely. And did he have a story to tell afterwards? Oh, 
what a cracker of a story it was. <laughs> Absolutely. There's our model right there for what will take place when Jesus returns. Okay, let's look at another passage here. And now let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 10 and verse 28. And of course, if you'd like to join us, join us every day here on Faith FM as we do our encounter with God. You will be joining 20 million other people across the world, a movement of faith who have joined together at this particular time to study the same subject every day. And so 20 million other people right now studying the subject of assurance. End time preparation, yeah. And and, prep, and blessed assurance is one of those big topics. And people have been asking me, you know, I'm really enjoying this study, but where can I get hold of one of the study guides for myself? Give us a call. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, or just jump online and search for your local Better Books and Food store, and you can go there and purchase or a copy. Or ABC Shop. Or ABC Shop. Um, and I think they're like $3.50. That's the, not the ABC, that's the government, not the government ABC, the Adventist Bookshop. Adventist Book Centre. Yeah. And uh, you can you can pick up a copy for like $3.50. They're as cheap as peanuts, um, probably even cheaper. And uh, you can study along at home. You can follow in. You can go ahead of us if you I'm really sure want to. sure the government ABC could order one in for you as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, Book of John. Mm-hmm. Book of John. Where are we going? John chapter 10 and verse 28. Says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. Okay. My translation says, no one can pluck them out of my hand. Mm. Is that a good promise? Oh, beautiful promise. What does that promise tell you? It tells me if... I stay in God's hand, mm-hmm. if I choose to stay in God's hand, mm-hmm. that he will keep me safe in his hand and nothing will be able to harm me. Absolutely. I think that's fantastic. And no one else can reach in there and forcibly remove you from God's hand. Nobody can reach across, reach into God's hand, grab a hold of you and pull you out of God's hand. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. There have been occasions when I've met people who believe in once saved, always saved. And the concept behind once saved, always saved is that the moment you give your heart to God, truly give your heart to God, that God forever removes your power of choice. Mm. And you can never again choose to be lost. Mm-mm. And so I've asked them on occasion, well, can you back that up with Scripture? Can you give me a Bible verse that actually says that? And this is the verse that they give me. Oh, really? So doesn't this verse here teach once saved, always saved? Once you are in the hand of God, you can never be plucked out of the hand of God. No. Why not? I think, it, it, I mean, the Bible, the verse says in the Bible there mm-hmm. that when you're in God's hand, nothing can pluck you out. But mm-hmm, that's right. nothing from external can pluck you out, but you yourself can choose to leave. Okay, so th- what the Bible does not say here is that you uh, that it is impossible for you to leave. Mm. Yeah, this is not Hotel California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, this is not like how Satan likes to work. Satan likes to, to get us in and to trap us so that we can never, ever leave. And he likes to, to hit us with this lie. You know, if, if, we, if we join Satan's side, he'll always try and hit us with this lie. You have joined, you can never leave. Mm. And that's not true. It is never true that we can never leave Satan. And it is also never true that we can never leave God because God will never violate our power of choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Bible says that nothing can pluck us out. That means that nothing can tear us away from God 
But it does not say we can't choose to leave God. And the Bible is very clear that we can choose to leave God. Okay, so let's uh, let's go to, where we go next? Let's go to Romans chapter 10. There's a good passage on assurance in Romans chapter 10. I really like this one. Uh, Mon, can you read for us this passage here? Romans 10 verse 9 through 13. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What does it mean to call on the name of the Lord? Ah, uh, does it? Well, I mean, I would understand it as you know, you're calling him your Lord. Yeah. You're saying, you know, I'm calling. Okay, so what is somebody who is your Lord? That's a that's a kind of we don't really yeah, have it's lords kind of old in Australia. Yeah. But I guess in, I don't want to sound a little bit slavery, but it kind of make you you're saying you know I want you as my master. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no question. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is where the language of the Bible is drawn from uh, an older era when there were literally lords, mm-hmm. um, and a lord had servants mm-hmm. who looked after his estate. Yeah. And their job was to do whatever the lord said. That they, they, they were, you know. Th- they were there to do whatever he says. And to accept Jesus as your Lord is to accept that, okay, I'm going to do whatever you say. Mm-hmm. There are those who, who come to this passage and like, oh, all I've got to do is confess the name of Jesus. Okay, um, I believe in Jesus. Great, I'm saved. Uh, tick that box, move on, get on with my life. Mm. No, 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 no. That's what it's not saying. It's saying that we accept Jesus, we confess him as our Lord, and if he is our Lord, then he is somebody that we're going to follow and actually do what he says. Because he's a relational God. Yes, that's Mm. right. And so, you know, this whole connection is built around having Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior and as our best friend. And Mm. there are a lot of people who want to accept Jesus as their Savior but when it comes to Lord, they're like, yeah, maybe not so much. Mm. But I've got to tell you, the more I know about Jesus, the more I want him as Lord of my life. Mm. I just want to do what he says. I want to, you know, if, if, if Jesus says this, that is then what I want to do. Because mm. following, follow, I mean, in my personal life, when I follow Jesus as my Lord and as my master, Things have gone a lot smoother than when I'm in control and stuffing yeah. <laughs> things up left, right, and center. <laughs> oh, absolutely! It uh, we are always our own worst enemy. Mm. Yeah, there's, we always talk about it, you know. And this is what the Bible says when we you, when you use that phrase that we are our own worst enemy. This is the basic Bible principle, and the basic Bible principle is that the solution to life is but in dying to self. Mm. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to is giving our lives to Jesus Christ and dying to self. And we've been talking quite a quite a lot about this recently. And why wouldn't you want to serve a God who you know he knows the beginning from the end, he's the alpha and the omega, he can see the future, he knows what's best. Like, why wouldn't you want that guy to be in charge? Oh, absolutely. Mm. I, I look around at some of the guys who are in charge right now, and it's just a little bit scary. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got absolutely. a human being who's in charge, and particularly a human being who has not learned how to die to self. Mm. 
um, not naming, trying not to name. <laughs> I think we know exactly Trumps who you're and thinking Putin's of. <laughs> and people like that. Uh-huh. And, okay, all right. I should take that back because I am not the judge. Uh-huh. God is the judge. I just look at some people and say, hey, okay, these guys have a big ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. They really do. Kim, mm-hmm. Xi Jinping, you know. There's a, there's a, there appears to me to be a lot of ego there, and I pray that to God that all of these people are saved and and I can spend eternity with them. Um, but I fear that you know a, a person who there is a trap. Power power is, a, is it can be a dangerous thing. There's a trap right there, and I think this is oh, why God yeah. gives it to very very few people. It's because very few people can actually handle it in a godly way. You know, even King David. You know, who was one of the most godly kings ever, you know, he fell into that power trap on occasions. Mm, mm-hmm. you know, he, the Bible tells a story about how he went out and he numbered Israel. Um, he counted up all of the able-bodied men of military age within his kingdom. Well, why was he doing that? Did he need to do that? No, if he, if he needed to fight a battle, he could just call them to, to, to arms and they would come. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to know how many there were. The only reason he did that was for his own ego. Mm. He wanted to be able to like sit back and like, yeah, I've got this many million people I can bring to arms right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and even Joab, you know, Joab was his, his hard soldier, and you sort of you think of Joab and it's like, was Joab really a follower of God? You know, and sometimes I have real questions about that. And Joab's like, you know, this is a sin. Don't don't do don't be doing this. This is this is not a good idea. Mm. And David's like, yeah, no, 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 I'm going to number Israel. And he numbers Israel and it's a disaster and God rebukes him very, very strongly mm-hmm. uh, for having done so because it's just about his ego. It's mm. a trap. And I think it's also uh, worthy to note that, you know, I guess some people might, they might squirm under the idea that God is like their master or, you know, they're a servant to him. But if you think about the fact that any time that God's in charge, it's been a reign of peace and you can have that reign of peace in your life and in your heart. Absolutely, absolutely, no question about it. Mm. Yeah, because we all want we all want you know leaders of our governments who can you know bring about peace and rule fairly and you know and be wise leaders, which I think are very rare at this point. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so uh, we need to move on to our next Bible verse here, and our next Bible verse is First John chapter five, verse eleven to thirteen. First John verse. Okay, so this is not the this is not the Gospel of John. There's a difference between the Gospel of John and the letters of John. This is, uh, and by the way, if you're hearing some background noise, it's you know why that camp. is. We're, we're at Big Camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, live from Big Camp. There's like two and a half thousand people around us right now. Yeah, so we've, great. We've, we've got a temporary set up here, and it's not too bad. But um, yeah, a bit of background noise adds to the. Big camp feel. And you can come visit us if you want to come visit our studio. That's fine. It's uh, 250 Grassy Heads Road, Stewart Point Convention Centre. Yeah, maybe you've got a story to tell and you'd like to tell it on air. Then uh, come and look us up and uh, we would love to uh, hear your story and put your testimony out uh, mm. on Faith FM. Just make your way to the camp office. You'll find us there. Yep. Book us in. I have a booking sheet right there and I can sign you up and... We'll uh, record that interview. We've had some great interviews. Oh, we have had sensational interviews and you are going to get to hear them over the next few weeks. Mm. So if you hear interviews where we're still talking about Big Camp in a month's time, no, we are not still at Big Camp. (laughs) (laughs) It's because we took the opportunity to get the best of the best stories while we were here. 
Okay, well, uh, we were going to a passage of the Bible. Where were we going? We were going to First John, not the Gospel of John, but First John, chapter five, verses eleven to thirteen. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whosoever has the Son has life. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. This really identifies where salvation is found. And assurance is found, isn't it? Mm. This is like the words of the hymn, you know, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Straight out of that passage mm-hmm. right there. Whoever has the Son has life. Speaking of songs, Lyle, yeah. let's have a quick break. Let's listen to Jaden Lavig, What a Friend, which is, once again, really on point with our topic right now. What a friend we have in Jesus. Isn't this song beautiful?
still our refuge Take it to the Lord in Jaden Levick, what a friend we have in Jesus. And that's really all what our uh, Bible study is about this morning, mm. having Jesus as our Lord, our Saviour, and as our best friend. And, you know, those are really the three components to having Jesus in your life, aren't they? Absolutely. I think that, and as we mentioned before, you know, without if you don't have all of those components, you don't have a relationship with God. And so many people out there want to accept Jesus as their Savior, super keen about that and not keen about accepting him as their Lord. Because if he is your Lord, you will do what he says. Mm. But doing what he says is what will bring you peace, harmony and happiness in your life. <coughs> What's our passage here, Mon? Uh, so we were partway through 1 John yeah. chapter 5, Start. verses 11 to 13. Start from 11 again. So let's take it from the top. Yep. And this is what God had testified He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know you have eternal life. So there's a constant reassuring there that they have eternal life if they have the Son. And, and, you know... Many people read this assurance and they're like, okay, so I have eternal life. Jesus has given me eternal life. Uh, And so if I have it, then no one can take it away from me. And that's very, very true. No one can take it away from you. But if you have something, Mon, does it mean that you can't give it away? No, absolutely not. If I have something, I can give it away. I love giving stuff away. You know this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know that this would be such a good thing to give away, Mon. No, it wouldn't be. (laughs) Okay, can you lose it? Yes. Yeah. You can definitely lose it through your choices. Through your choices, through uh, how do we lose things? What is it that causes us to lose things? Usually irresponsibility, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you are irresponsible with your salvation, you can lose your salvation. Yeah, if you've made poor responsibility choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you – okay, so can somebody steal your salvation from you? No. Okay, so this is a little bit different from things we own right now. Yeah. Things that you own right now, you can lose them, you can give them away, or they can be stolen. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. even sell them. Can, it's true. can you sell your salvation? No. No, I can't buy your salvation from no, you. No, stop for sale, so. <laughs> no price is high enough. Salvation is not transferable, so you can't sell it and it can't be stolen from you. Mm-mm. But you can lose it 
and you can uh, give it away. Well, I mean, that's what but we- even if you give it away, you can't give it to someone else. Like, oh, have my salvation. You get saved and not me. It's not like that. Yeah. I mean, that's what we mean when we say someone is lost. Like, they've lost their salvation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they've never had it in the first place and so they're, yeah. they're still lost. Mm-hmm. They're a lost person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there's a great passage in the Bible and I'd like to share this passage with you. Let me see if I find it. It's in the book of Luke. Let me go to Luke. Yeah, it's in the Gospels. And I'm thinking Luke chapter 8. You know what it's like when you suddenly have this great thought in the middle of a Bible study, I'm going to share this <laughs> passage, and there's an awesome passage, and like, yep, and you announce it, and it's like, uh, I don't remember where that passage is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Luke chapter 8, why don't you read for us verse 5 through 8. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on, and the birds ate it. Other seed fell upon the rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Mm. Mm. Did his disciples understand? Because he's going like, yeah, okay, this is a great story. Yeah, cool story about some plants. This is gardening instructions. (laughs) Uh, I don't think they did understand, no. Why? Because they're silly like us. (laughs) (laughs) Verse 9. Verse 9 says, his disciples asked him what this parable meant. Okay, so they didn't understand. They had to ask. Yeah, they had to ask. It's like, okay, Jesus was keen on agriculture for sure because agriculture is great, but it wasn't just uh, Jesus being keen on agriculture for the purpose, for the sake of being keen on agriculture because he had a green thumb. He was, uh, he was definitely um, trying to teach a lesson mm. here. Okay, so why don't you read for us then verse 11 and 12, where Jesus explains to his disciples what this is actually all about. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message, only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. Okay, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop right there, stop right there. So some people believe in one saved, always saved. What just happened here? Read to me, read to me verse um, 13 again. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. Okay, so the Bible says that they believe, so they receive the word of jo- the word of God. Mm-hmm. They believe for a while, mm-hmm. and then what do they do? Then they fall away. They, they, they face temptation, away. they okay, give so, up. Okay, so maybe they're not really believing. Maybe this is not belief that is belief to salvation. Oh, no, I'm sure they genuinely believe, but then they also genuinely choose to, you know, Fail. They okay. choose so to that's, but that's just yeah. your opinion, right? It says it right mm. there. Oh, it says it right there. Absolutely. They fall in, away when they face temptation. Yeah, 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 but I want to show you what kind of belief it is. You see, it is not just ordinary. You know, the Bible says that the, the demons believe, Satan believes. Mm. You can't not. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, but that does not save him. That is not salv- salvational mm-hmm. belief. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about here is salvational belief. Do these people experience salvational belief? And the belief that we're reading here is it the kind of belief that Satan has when he believes in Jesus Christ? Or is it salvational belief? And the first clue comes in when it says that they receive the word with joy. Mm. Okay, so they've received, you know, Satan does not receive the word with joy. Mm-mm. But the clincher is in the previous verse. In verse 12, it says, Those by the wayside are those that hear, or those on the path are those that hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. This is saving belief that is being spoken about in this passage. Does that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm, yep. Okay, good. All right. So we're talking about saving belief. And when we're talking about saving belief, we have this group um, that uh, fall on the rock. They hear. They receive the word with joy. And for a while they believe and in time of temptation talk, fall away. And then verse 14 is all about Australians. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. They heard the message, but then the message was crowded up by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and they never grow to maturity. <coughs> In other words, Australians. Mm-hmm. That's us right there. It is. That's our biggest trap, mm-hmm. our most dangerous thing that we could ever fall into right there. Okay, so where do we need to be in this particular garden? In verse 15, the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So is this a parable about seeds or dirt? No, that's about salvation. Okay, it's about salvation. But is the key element the seeds or the dirt? The seeds. No. The dirt. It's the dirt. dirt. <laughs> we're the dirt and the seeds yes. is, is the gospel. <laughs> it's always a funny one, that one, because like, let me share with you a parable that's all about dirt. dirt. <laughs> and people are like, no, 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 this is not about dirt. It's about seeds. I see. I got you there. <laughs> I get everyone on this. Like, no, this is a parable about seeds. No, it's a parable about dirt. Four kinds of dirt, which are four kinds of hearers of the word of God. And the lesson here is that we need to receive the word of God and keep the word of God and bring forth fruit a hundredfold. That's what the Bible is teaching us. We're going to listen to the song, Blessed Assurance. By Blessed Anna. Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Sending, bring from above. 
I probably messed up that pronunciation. And before that, we had Anna Weather up with Blessed Assurance. Well, speaking of things that you're stuffing up, let's talk about the quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is a what book am I quiz. We're now down to the fourth clue and Lyle is still not 100% sure. This clue is this book has more than twice the number of chapters than any other book of the Bible. Oh, that's very easy. It has 150 chapters. Mm-hmm. If you think you know what book this is, give me a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. And you can win the prize today, the Soyan Eastam CD. So what is the longest book of the Bible? Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. All right. So question of the day. Come on, Greg. That was a tough one today. Question of the day. Oh, okay, here's the question of the day. If Adam and Eve, had, and this comes from Jody, one of our listeners, if Adam and Eve had two sons, mm. where'd the human race come from? Uh, that is a great question if they only had two sons, especially because one of them got killed, which would have left them with, well, one less son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm waiting for the answer. They had more kids. I know the answer. (laughs) Okay, so here's what you've got. In the book of Genesis, you have the first seven chapters of the book of Genesis Mm -hmm. that cover 1,700 years worth of history Mm -hmm. in just seven chapters. Mm -hmm. And so God is not putting needless information in there that is obvious. God is not in the business of stating the obvious. Mm -hmm. Okay, God is giving us the information that we need. And so God talks about two sons that Adam and Eve had. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk about the only two sons that they had. That's right. He also talks about a third son that they had. But Adam, you've got to remember, lived for 930 years and Eve almost as long. Mm-hmm. And so you start to think about that for a moment. What is the possible size of their family? Oh, massive. The, the, the potential size of their family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if God had listed then, of course, every single person who was a son or daughter of Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. the Bible would have become a very cumbersome book mm. and very unwieldy and full of useless information. We don't need to know that. That's right. You know, I don't need to know how many children they had and all the different names because that's just like useless trivia. And God is not in the business of recording useless trivia. The Bible's already a pretty big book as it is. That's right. Everything that is in the Bible is there for a reason. 
even the begats. Mm-hmm. The begats are those uh, portions of the Bible where you've, you know, it talks about this person gave birth to. There's a, there's a reason for those. But those in and of themselves are always quite um, abbreviated as well. You know, we can actually. It's, it's only one line of descendants that you'll get. You don't get all the different branches and the whole family tree, and you know that's a whole lot of fun. And if you are into putting a family tree together, that's 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 great, great fun and great trivia, mm. and, and go for it. I find it fascinating when people do that kind of thing. But uh, it's not what the Bible is about. The Bible is about the plan of salvation. Mm. And you have to remember that other people's family trees aren't always as interesting as your own family tree. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But we can actually illustrate this because this morning you and I spoke about your your son, Harley. Yes. But doesn't by any means mean that you don't have another son, Emery. So people oh. might have listened to the show and gone, oh, ha- Lyle has one son called Harley, but actually you've got two sons. That's exactly right. Um, and so just because something is not spoken in the Bible does not mean that it wasn't there and that it didn't take place. Mm. Well, that's a great answer. If you have a question, you can call us at any time and ask your question. You can call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. And we can answer your question as our question of the day. And if you're here at Big Camp, then just stop in the office and hand your question in on a piece of paper. And we will answer those as well. Even if you're listening to the delayed broadcast, um, we will answer those questions as well. Just send them in 1-800-FAITH-FM. This is Anna Beden. Bought some jeans at Target and ripped apart the pocket on Sunday. Hallelujah. Payslip on the carpet and burnt it in the market on Monday. Hallelujah. It's not my business, Jesus. I'm sure you got your reasons, so just say Hallelujah. Grandpa's got lymphoma and fell into a coma on Tuesday Hallelujah Couldn't pay the water bill and haven't had a shower since Wednesday Hallelujah On the freeway, I hit a Ford Focus on Thursday. Hallelujah! Without a car, I couldn't make appointments on Friday. Hallelujah! I lost my job. Hallelujah! It's not my business, Jesus. I'm sure you got your reasons, so just say hallelujah. I came to church a beggar and found I have a savior, so just say hallelujah. I came to church a beggar and found I have a savior, so just say hallelujah.
You were listening to Lady Love Smith and Reggie Smith, and before that, you were listening to Anna Beden with Living Words here on Faith FM. And Mon, we get to do your favourite thing ever. Yes, give stuff away. What are you giving away today? Well, Lyle, because you know we actually spoke a lot about uh, pornography today and the dangers, and uh, we you know we had Darren Pratt on who spoke about um, you know the kids that you know, they're watching and they they've got these devices that are portals. And he's doing a seminar on it today. He's doing a seminar on it today. Um, yeah. So come on down, Stuart. Point Convention Centre, uh, 250 Grassy Heads Road. And so I thought, you know what? In this uh, society now where we're drenched with um, pornography, let me give away something that can um, be a positive alternative because this is positively different radio. Mm, so we are giving away a DVD, completely safe viewing, called Tell the World. Okay. This is a wonderful story and uh, it'll be thoroughly enjoyed by anyone who gets it. So all you need to do is um, give us a call. I've seen this movie. Yes, yeah, good, isn't it? It has a kiss. Ooh, Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> 1-800-FAITH-FM is a number to call. Uh, be the first person to call through. It's 1-800-324-843 and, uh, and you can receive totally for free the Tell the World DVD. It's a sold out DVD that's very popular. Um, we'll send it to you anywhere in Australia. Um, just be the first person to call through. And, of course, if you would like to know more about the Bible, don't forget to give us a call because we can set you up with uh, somebody who can study the Bible with you. Or we can set you up with a small group where you can learn the Bible in a small group setting and you can ask any questions you want. Um, alternatively, alternatively, we can set you up with a Bible study course via correspondence or even online. And speaking of uh, questions, someone has just sent through a new clue uh, for the quiz. A new clue for the quiz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and because no one has answered yet, and we will still take calls for the quiz after the show is over. Sure. Um, so he, the clue is, my 23rd chapter begins with, the Lord is my shepherd. Ah, yeah, yeah that's a good, good one. All right. Yeah, if you yep, think you know the answer to that one, also give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and we will send the prize. It's the Soyan Eastern CD. Okay. And, uh, um, of course, uh, if you are listening to the delayed broadcast, don't forget to listen to the live show. It's so much mm. better, so much more fun listening to, listening to the live show. You can listen to us, uh, faithfm.com.au, or you can listen to us online with the TuneIn app via your mobile device. That's how I do it. Yeah, if you've been struggling to get a clear signal throughout the show, the TuneIn app is a wonderful way to get a clear and unbroken signal the whole show through. Just download that for free and search for Faith FM Australia and you can listen to us all the time in perfect clarity. Of course, we love your company every morning. We always enjoy sharing the mornings with you and we are wishing you a very good day for the rest of this day. Enjoy what the day brings to you and we're going to be listening to Anthem Lights at this particular time. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye, heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. God from whom all blessings flow.